The internet's full of true crime podcasts. More and more are added to the list every day. Figuring out where to start or where to go next can be overwhelming. But have no fear, I'm here to help. I'm Bob Ruff, and this is the place to find your next true crime binge. Today I'm joined by a fella who has a, 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 one of the most interesting projects that I have come across in the podcasting, uh, and specifically the true crime podcasting space, uh, Mr. Jason Usry, who is uh, the executive producer and writer of Santa Maybe a Criminal. Jason, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Man, I remember, do I, do I remember correctly, as I was going through all of all of the research here, I feel like we talked about this project in Austin last June at we did. a bar somewhere. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of eggnog flowed that night. But yes. Yeah, yeah, there was there were the, the drinks were a flowing and I remember there's this crazy guy was talking to me about a, a true crime podcast about Santa being a criminal. Um and then and then you made it. You made the podcasts. Yes, yes, it's 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 being made now. Um there's a uh, Tent. There'll be the eleventh episode released uh, today, later today, and um, yeah, it's been a blast. I've gotten to connect and collaborate with a lot of really cool uh, true crime podcasters, uh, friends, actors, voiceover talent. It's been a blast. So, how did you? So, some of the people that I know, you have Rebecca Sebastian helps you out with the project. Doctor Shiloh, Doctor Scott uh, from LA, not so confidential. Yeah. Um, who else do you have helping you out on this? Oh my gosh. I mean, Tim and Lance from Crawl Space, um, they've been huge proponents. Um, gosh, um, Brett and Alice from the prosecutors, they've done some, some work for me. Bob Mata from the defense diaries. Um, uh, Kelly from true crime IRL, uh, uh, uh Melissa and Whitney from, uh, cults, crimes and Cabernet are going to be on actually this episode that's dropping today. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of folks, I'm, I'm, I know I'm leaving people out, but, um, and I apologize to them, but I mean, we've just got a, a great group of people that have helped and, um, have joined to, to tell this kind of zany story. So, all right. So f- first of all, let's talk about you. What is, what is your background? So my background is in, uh, actually television, uh, production, uh, local television production and, um, I've always been sort of a, a writer. Um, I went to school. Initially, I was in, in, in college with a, a business focus and um, decided that I didn't like money. So, I decided to go into the creative <laughs> realm. And, um, and so, uh, I went, I was at Valdosta State University and I sort of moved into that path. And um, my first job outside of school was uh, as an AD for a, a very low budget um, independent film. And I thought I wanted to be a filmmaker, um, which I, I kind of still do. But um, and I've had the opportunity to write a couple of screenplays. But when uh, when the pandemic hit, and you know we were home, you know all the time, and I was doing my job, and then at night I was just kind of like toiling creatively. Um, I decided that this kind of idea that I had a while back that maybe it was something that I should sort of pursue, and I sort of kind of writing out some some, you know, kind of base level ideas. And at some point, 
I was, I'm, I'm really close with, as you mentioned, Rebecca and Shiloh and Scott and Michelle Kasuba, who's really involved with uh, private investigations for the missing. We were all on a text thread and I don't remember what it was that prompted it, but I was like, this, this makes me want to do the, the Santa Claus is a criminal podcast. And they were like, wait, what? And so I kind of went through like, well, then you think about it, like breaking and entering and, you know, kissing mommy and there are all these things, you know, he's obviously got a speed to, to deliver all the gifts on time. There are all these different things. And, and they really, really encouraged me to kind of take it and go. And yeah. And so I took it and went and, and they've been such great supporters and, you know, encouragement and continue to, to contribute to the podcast. And it's just been, it's been great. That's really cool. I mean, the, the podcast for those, if, if you guys give it a listen, and I highly recommend you give it a listen, it's, it's very well produced and it almost has like an audio drama feel to it. Yeah. You know, where you've got kind of the Foley mix in there with some sound effects and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's top to bottom. I mean, I, I, in the credits, I say that I pay through the nose for, um, you know, royalty free sound effects and music from a number of different places. And that's true. And it is, it's, it's sort of a discovery every time because, you know, as, as I, you know, I write and produce, you know, I do all the editing, all the mixing and everything. And, you know, laying it out like that audio drama is, is a lot of fun to me. Um, because you get to, you know, as, as a person who is sort of focused on being a filmmaker, I'm taking away one of the key elements and that's the the sight part of it. Right. So I have to try to convey, um, theme and emotion and, and humor, um, without any sort of sight gags. And, um, and part of it is to me, things that I think are really funny or to play the, the most ridiculous thing as straight as possible. Um, which I try to do in the show. And, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I've, I've listened to, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours of sound effects or music tracks to try to find what I think works the best. I think sometimes that, you know, works better than others, but, but it's fun and it's created a lot of other storytelling opportunities in this like little universe between, you know, Santa Claus, the North Pole and other holiday characters. So now originally was it just supposed to be just a, a limited series, do a few episodes because you started in November last year, right? Kind of yeah. right before Christmas. Sure. But, but you're still making episodes. Is it shit or has it always been the plan to continue making the show? I initially had the plan for, for two seasons and they were, they were meant to be uh, two 12 episode seasons kind of following the 12 days of Christmas. And as I have develop the project, I have determined that there are at least three seasons of this show, and I think it will cap at three. But there are also some spinoff episodes that are hinted at in in the in the show proper. Um, one of them follows uh, an investigation into the Tooth Fairy. The other is <laughs> something that l- takes a little closer look at the elves at the North Pole and how they... Um, how their union works, we'll say it that way. So, um, again, it just, it's sort of, you know, uh, in the same sort of universe there. Those will be, those are planned right now. Those are planned for two, six episode spinoffs. And then um, another thing, because as, as you know, maintaining an audience is important, you know, sort of consistency, which I haven't been as mm-hmm. consistent as I'd like through this process, but it's, it's been difficult, you know, just, 
I'm listening to a thousand hours of audio. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm also going to do a, a, sort of an interview podcast, Lift, Lift the Curtain interview podcast called Smack Talk. Santa may be a criminal, SMAC, Smack Talk, um, which will be with some of the creators who have joined, joined me on this journey to hear about, you know, to give back because they've given up their time to me. So now it's time for me to, you know, shine the light on them and let them talk about their uh, their podcasts or their shows or their, you know, acting or their filmmaking, um, as well as any of the, uh, uh, their, their memories of, of holidays past that they may want to share. Uh, and it doesn't have to be just Christmas. It could be any, any, you know, any holiday. So. Did you have any trouble convincing people to be a part of your, your Santa as a criminal podcast you know i haven't in fact the re- the whole reason that i'm going to do the the elf spinoff is because everybody that i talked to that i talked to about the show said oh i'd love to do a voice can i be an elf and i was like i don't have that many elves in the show i gotta you know i gotta create uh-huh. some more elves and so from that kind of developed the idea of um you know an off offshoot series at the north pole um with santa you know you know, for people that haven't listened to it yet, Santa Claus is arrested in a small Georgia town um, after having allegedly run down a grandma with his reindeer. And um, so th- this, you know, this offshoot s- series is about the power vacuum that's left in the North Pole, like who would take over control of the of the manufacturing and the delivering of toys. And so that sort of kind of sprung off of of. That when when so many people were like, I want to be an elf, I want to be an elf. And I was like, I just, I love you, but I don't have enough elves. And um, <laughs> and so, I'm creating more elves. It seems like you could go on forever with that. I mean, do you, do you have plans to continue? I know you're only going so far with Santa, but then you're getting the elves. You mentioned the Tooth Fairy. Are you going to just continue to create? I mean, because these are great, man. These are, they're fun. I I, I say it's, it's uh it's a good thing and a bad thing that was part of my job. I listened to a lot of true crime podcasts for the show. The the bad side of it comes in where I start one like yours that I'm really I'm really digging, but I got to jump into the next one. But man, it's been a nice palate cleanser because it's just it's just super fun. So are you gonna are you gonna try just to keep this thing going and spin off to? I mean, you've got you got the Easter Bunny, you got yeah. the Tooth Fairy. There's so many options here. I'm glad you mentioned the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny may figure in soon. Uh, and this story, and and I do hope to continue some of that. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of ideas um, in sort of this space. And the reason that I'm doing a, a satire podcast, and I mean, look, I work for a local television station. I'm on the creative side. I'm not on the journalistic side. And I have a lot of respect for people like you that do really hard work, great research, um, and take, you know, take it to the institutions that need to have it taken to. I don't have the patience to be to do the research, um, so I create things out of my brain um, that I think are funny. And you know this this pro- this podcast is sort of a love letter to from me to the South. I'm a Southern guy. Christmas, I love Christmas and true crime, and I've made a lot of really lasting, like great relationships in true crime. And I love the storytelling, and I also recognize that. The, the tropes that come out of that storytelling, those those things are something that we can have some like poking fun at. My little boy, my four year old, I have a four year old and a, a three month old, and my four year old told me last year sometime 
he he looked at me with the most serious face and he said, Daddy, do you know the Muffin Man? And I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to now do a Muffin Man series. Right. Uh, because that could be a fun thing for, you know, childhood, you know, characters to, and I want to do that one in like the, like a Miami Vice type themed, um, show. And that's kind of the thing too, is that I want to take some of these different sort of sound design, uh, families and create sort of an experience for each of these projects that, that sort of lives on its own. You know, I've got a pitch for you. What about like the wrongful conviction of the big bad wolf? I love it. Let's do it. See? Can yeah. you be the big bag of wool for me? Will you do the voice? Yeah, I, I'm the one that's trying to free him from prison. Obviously, <laughs> but, well, yes. So there we go. Then you can. Yes, we'll have we'll have uh, Bob. Ruff but, but I'd be happy it. to contribute in any way. Like I, I, I love this. I love the I whole. Love it. And you know, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm looking at our notes, and um, you know, we always talk about a case every week. And the case that we have on the docket today, since you're doing a fictional case, uh, is. A god awful horrible case. So I'm hoping yeah. to stretch this out and avoid talking about that case. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> uh, it's really going to be a bummer on on all of this. So in- instead, can we talk about the? Uh, well, first of all, I have a question. The case sure. I want to talk about is the case of Santa being a criminal, um, not the horrible quadruple homicide that happened in Santa Claus, Georgia. Um, <laughs> the real one. It's, all, it's such a bad. It's such a horrible. Yes. Yeah, it's a terrible story. But I yeah. wanted I wanted to ask you to explain to me the title. So when I heard about the show, I thought it was Santa may be a criminal question. But the podcast, if you're looking for it, is Santa maybe, comma, a criminal. Right. Yeah. So it was so we we've shorthanded it, um our our little elfin group of of me and Rebecca and Shiloh and Scott and Michelle. We've always shorthanded it as Santa maybe. To play off of Santa Baby. Um, uh-huh. In fact, there is there are lyrics for a Santa Maybe uh, song that are floating around that hasn't been produced yet, um, but but might. Um, so it it, it sort of is um, the the a criminal part was sort of an afterthought because because he may not be. And if you if you dive into the podcast, you'll find that uh, the host Richie Buck. Uh, who sounds an awful like lot like me <laughs> um, may may be giving Santa a little more credit uh, because he he loves Christmas so much and it's such a part of his of his upbringing his um, his world and um, so it, it it always felt like you know Santa may be a criminal but he may be a good guy he may be the best guy we don't know and so. Um, so yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I've gotten a, a couple of questions about the title, but that's that's sort of the way it landed. So it's Santa Maybe, the spinoff of Santa Baby, and right. then, comma a criminal, <laughs> right? So right. that's that, that's how you find it when you're when you're looking for it in the podcast feed. And you know, as I'm sitting, man, my wheels are turning, Jason. I'm my last name is perfect for the for the detective. Uh, the, the the true crime podcasting detective that's trying to free the big bad wolf. I love detective it. Detective Ruff. I mean, what? I, I mean, love it's like it. it was, it's like it was supposed to be. <laughs> Absolutely, it was meant to be. I knew. I knew it when I saw you in Vegas. I knew it would be meant to be. Something we'd work on something together at some point. Right. Speaking of which, are you going to be in uh, in Vegas this year? I am. Yes. Uh, yes, I'll be there. Um, I, I won't be exhibiting. I don't think, but I will be there, and I will wear the. 
Santa hat around so people can find me and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, talk about the show if they'd like. Um, because it's been a lot of fun. I've had, you know, starting this sort of thing out with, you know, just your own, you know, sphere of influence that you can kind of get people excited about something is, it's tough. As you, as you know, getting yeah. an audience is, is difficult. But what I've been really excited about is people that, when people that I don't know reach out to say how excited they are to listen and, um, right before Christmas, of course, we started uh, on Black Friday. We started that the first episode uh, landed on Black Friday. And, you know, I don't know, the week before Christmas, people were like, how are you going to wrap this up before Christmas? I'm like, I'm not, you know, just like uh, the wheels of justice turn slowly. So does this podcast. So you're going to have to stick <laughs> with me throughout. And I've tried to, to make sure that people understand that they're, you know, this is going to live on beyond sort of the Christmas realm. And I know, after listening to some of your podcasts, I know that you have a not complicated relationship with Christmas, but that you're very specific. But I'm happy to tell you that uh, the second season of this will drop, the first episode will drop on Halloween, which I know you're a fan of. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Am I right about I'm right about that, right? Right. Yeah, I dig I dig Halloween, of course. Okay. Okay. So, anyhow, so, um, so yeah, no, it's been really cool to, um, to do that. And again, sort of, you know, as you mentioned, the Easter Bunny you know, start to lean a little bit of a certain way in the next couple of weeks in the show. And I think people will, will enjoy, enjoy that, that portion of it. At least I hope so. So right now, I know you said you're not, they haven't been coming out super consistently now. Is there, is there a plan for like releases? Is it going to, you're going to try to get to every week or every other week or monthly or when can people expect new episodes? Yeah. So we, we've been aiming for Mondays um, every Monday. Now the last couple of months I've missed I've, I've had to do two Mondays every other Monday. Um, one of those. So we just had a, a you know, a, a baby. Um, and you have to train them how to sleep, you know, right, as it, right. as it happens. Um, so I, I got a little behind one week and then I, then I, unfortunately I caught COVID. Um, both my wife and I caught COVID and that knocked, that knocked me out for like four or five days. And so I just couldn't, you know, couldn't get on track, um, for that week. But, the plan is to have, we may go dark, you know, between sort of, uh, the, um, sort of the phases of the series, uh, you know, a week or two. Um, but again, my hope is that we'll have, we'll be able to fill those in with, uh, you know, either, you know, feed drops for other creators that, that we work with or the, the smack talk where we're talking to other creators. Mm -hmm. Um, but the plan is to, to try to keep them on Mondays and, um, and yeah, and, and the the next episode should launch today, and then we should have the the like I said, the series or the season is scheduled for twelve. Um, stay tuned; there may be some extra stuff happening after that. But yeah, the the plan is Mondays, just so that I have a little bit of a extra buffer on the weekend to try to finish out any final tweaks. Gotcha. That's awesome. And now let let's see if we can with with I mean. Certainly, even even knowing the details of the the Santa case is not gonna. It should not deter you from listening to the show because it, it doesn't do anything to just the sound design and everything else. The storytelling uh, is incredible. But let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the beats of of the Santa Claus case. You know what's what's he in for? What do you think the chances are he's gonna he's gonna get convicted or he's gonna get off? Let's 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 break it down. Sure. Yeah. So uh, so the idea is that. Uh, the first episode is called A Partridge in a Pine Tree. And of course, that follows after the partridge in a pear tree. And it is after Santa Claus has been 
he visits a house and uh, the house is of a guy named Rodney Dale Murphy. And Rodney Dale and Dale Murphy, for anybody in the South, was a great Atlanta Braves player. And so a little nod to nod to him. But Rodney Dale Murphy and his wife ran out of milk for the cookies uh, for, for, for Santa Claus. And so they had, because they'd had a, a shindig the night before, they had a cooler full of what's called hunch punch around here. I've also heard it called jungle juice. But it is... Uh, we call it Wapatui here in the Midwest. Okay, so Wapatui. So for, for yeah. any Midwesterners, it's Wapatui. <laughs> so so Rodney leaves that out for Santa Claus. Santa Claus has it. He flies away. And um, later, is his sleigh is found on the side of the road by the, our sheriff, uh, Sheriff Dewberry, Bradley Dewberry, who, who finds him on the side of the road. And Santa is not at the sleigh at that point. But what, upon further investigation, we discover is that there is a, a woman named Ruthie Barker Guest who is dead at the front of the sleigh. There is blood on the reindeer and on the sleigh. And there is, uh, Santa is stumbling back from the wood line after having gone to the restroom and he just reeks of <laughs> this alcohol. And so he is taken in, um, you know, on suspicion of DUI effectively then a vehicular homicide with, with Ruthie Barker Guest. And then all the charges start to pile up. Um, so Richie Buck, the, the host, he learns of this and decides that he needs to try to help Santa Claus. And so we, we look at a lot of things, you know, for, in, in the show, you know, the way that case becomes sensationalized in the media, you know, advocacy on either side. Bob Mata is is the defense attorney, he plays a guy named um, Derek Rudolph, no relation to uh, David Rudolph from The Staircase, um, but it was an appropriate name. <laughs> and uh, so he plays Derek Rudolph, a, a defense attorney who's who says um, guilty free is his guarantee. So Richie feels really good about that. And, uh, and then Brett and Alice play the prosecutors, Chet and Sally. And they are convinced that they are going to to put Santa behind bars for good. And so we have, you know, we have forensic psychologists that come in. We've got a, a cult expert coming up in this week's episode. Um, we look at things a lot of different ways. Richie does go to the North Pole in the middle middle of the season to investigate, much like you would do. Boots on the ground uh, mm-hmm. goes up there and and talks to. Um, Talks to some of the elves, including the Todd father, a guy named Todd O'Tannenbaum, who is the elf that's sort of trying to manipulate uh, the elves and the union unionization of of the labor at the North Pole. And so, uh, so yeah, Richie is is out to try to to prove Santa's innocence in in a very very overt way. He's sort of blindly following um, what Santa Claus tells him and. And he, you know, we'll see how that turns out for him at the end of the season. That's all. And for those of you that are that aren't aware, what now? I said I call it here, and I don't know if it's all the Midwest, but definitely in my little part of Michigan, we call it Wapatui. Um, and I've heard Jungle Juice. What it, what is it you guys call it down there? Hunch punch. Hunch punch. And, yeah. and what it is, if it's the same thing that I'm thinking of, usually for us it would be like a bucket, or I've even seen in a like 55 gallon drum 
filled with chopped up fruit yep. and then filled with Everclear or some other grain alcohol and right. the fruit soaks in it for days. That's it. Down, down here, they're usually in coolers. So in the Colm- right, yeah, a, a red Coleman cooler. Red, red Coleman cooler filled with, with alcohol soaked uh, fruit. And I had, that was the, I guess it's a funny story. When the, the, the most drunk I've ever been in my entire life to where I had to have my ex-wife literally carrying me back to my car or back to her car. I was at a, a party bike and God, it was, I was probably 20, 21, 22 years old. Huh. Um, certainly I wasn't 18 or 19 cause that would be illegal, Jason. Um, <laughs> and how dare you accuse me of something like that? Uh, but I was sitting next to her friend. And and they had the wapatui out, and her friend doesn't like watermelon, and so I was sitting next to her, and as she kept getting cups of this stuff, she kept just taking all the watermelon chunks and putting it in. Oh my mouth. wow! Just I'm mean, <laughs> putting a drink in there. I'm just eating it. And for and if you've never had jungle juice, hunch punch, wapatui, uh, you should know that the watermelon tend to absorb more of the alcohol yes. than anything else in the uh, in the punch, uh, and. God awful. I've been puking on the side of the – we were. I was living in Colorado at the time. I mean, had to pull over just puking on the side of the interstate. Oh, my remember goodness. how the hell I – my ex-wife – it was my, my wife at the time managed to get me who weighed twice as much as her into my apartment. Oh, my <laughs> so gosh. That's but, incredible. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, haven't, I don't think I've had any jungle juice since then. Yeah. I think I've had it once and that was enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's fun, fun if you're uh you know I was gonna say if you're a kid, but you know over twenty one, right, right. You know one of the other things that we've included in the show, um, as sort of part of the satire is that, and, and I've heard you talk about this a lot as well. The the scripts you get for your ad reads, uh huh. And so we we definitely have sort of the fake sponsors uh, every every week in the show that that mirror you know perhaps. Real, real companies. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had Better Elf. You know that was our. I think our first episode was we had Better Elf as as one of the sponsors, and we've had uh, Elfscaped, which is like Manscaped, but <laughs> not. That one has been by far the one that I've gotten the most uh, most commentary on, as you can probably imagine. But right. Um, but yeah, that's another kind of another part of it is that, you know, recognizing some of these things that are consistently, you know, across these shows that, um, without hurting anybody, you know, we can have a little fun with. So, well, that's awesome. You do that. Yeah. Cause the, amongst those of us that are reading those ads all the time, there's definitely always a, a little behind the scenes joke about the, some of the scripts we get. I'm kind of envious that you get to be, the funny thing is when I was listening to yours, I mean, not that I would ever recommend skipping ads, but like I heard ads and was like, skip. And then I was thinking, I was like, man, that's a brand new show. And he's already, he's already monetized <laughs> and have ads. And I didn't, li- I didn't listen because I was trying to get to the content to prep for this. That's and, funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, a lot of them I, were I, fake. Not, yeah. I need to go back and listen to the, to the, to the fake ads. That's great. Uh, Cause I'm envious you get to have a little fun with them. I, I have to turn down sponsors all the time because of the seriousness of my show and sure. you know, like, and who my audience is. Manscaped is one. I've been, I've been asked multiple times if I will take Manscaped as a sponsor. And I'm like, I can think of a million ways to make that ad read super fun. And I can think of a million and one ways why my, my 
age 35 to 44 year old female audience will not think any of it's funny right. at all like right there's no way that i can do that Absolutely. No, no thank you it's a, it's a reality the, uh, of, the sh- of the format though you know it's a reality of the format and so it's it's i think it's um i, I think it's cool that you do turn like that you think about your audience and and when you make those decisions too i think that's really something that probably a lot of listeners don't take into account is that you're not just putting on a show or trying to deliver information on the, on the cases, but you actually have to manage all these other um, things that is in the interest of, of their experience. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It, it, yeah. We do, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough balance, right? Because you're, that's how we make our money. The show is free. That's how we make our money is with the advertisers to pay the bills. But yeah, there's just a lot of times where it's like, man, like I, I did, dude, I got, I did three years of erectile dysfunction ads. So they got me. I'm still mad yeah. at him for the, the, the one of the best, you know, in, a, in the Friday follow-ups on Truth and Justice, we do outtakes sometimes at the end. Yeah. And one of the best outtakes ever was the first. So, like, they reach out to us and they're like, you know, our, our ad agency is like, well, you know, this for hims people, they want to do a, a, a campaign, a series of ads. Um, they do a number of things. You don't have to do personal endorsement, but they do skincare and they do hair loss treatment. Mm-hmm. And then they do this erectile dysfunction stuff. And I'm like, I guess I can try to, t-, you know, think And they're like, we'll rotate them through and the first ad. That was back before I really, you know, I would just, while doing the show, would pull the ad up and read it. And I'm like right. reading through and I'm like, of course, the first one is the ED. And then I get to the end in the, in the, the promo code. So use promo code rough ED. That was my promo code. <laughs> And Mike was sitting next to me and just lost his mind. Like, are you being punked? What do they do? That's so, incredible. And, and then for three years of them being a sponsor with all of their products, 100% of the ads were erect. I never did a single ad for hair care. Oh, I never did a single ad for skin care. They got me. They, they paid the bills, though, so I guess whatever. But I've been very careful wow. since then about, like, I can't talk about manscaping on my murder show. I can't do it. <laughs> I wish oh, I could, man. but it's not a thing I can do. But not just the ads, obviously, which I haven't listened to them yet, but they sound funny. But, man, really, if you're looking for something that's true crime-ish, but it's just fun, it's well-produced. It's a nice combination of it if it's, if it's really fun and it's so well-produced. So you're listening to high-quality uh, material you do a great job along with all of your uh, your elves that help you with it with the whole thing. Uh, I would definitely recommend checking checking it out. I'm super excited, and I got to and I do have to say that I need to apologize publicly to Erica Cantor, our production manager, who has given me a full a full page of notes on the Santa Claus murders, which I just very intentionally avoided talking about through this whole show. But Erica, I want to let you know. That you did a nice job. <laughs> she's she's on the Zoom, but you can't hear her, but you can see her. Uh, I mean, I have dates. I have names of victims. I have their ages, uh, manner of death. I even know that the uh, the killer was convicted and sentenced to death, and he's currently awaiting execution. So um, big shout out to Erica on all of your research. I just I had too much fun listening to Jason's podcast to talk about uh, this god-awful <laughs> multiple homicide that, that you did the research on. Well, well, if I could, too, I mean, that's part of the reason that I that I wanted to do the show this way, too. Not just that I'm a, a terrible researcher. I don't have – I know that Erica's research by far blows whatever I've put together out of the water. 
But it was, as you said, palate cleanser. It was an opportunity for me to really want to give people sort of something a little lighter, um, you know, because it can be if all you listen to is true crime. And, you know, I've I edited a lot of true crime podcasts as well, uh, you know, on the side. And when you just, you know, put that in your brain, in your ears over and over and over again, it's nice to have a little bit of, you know, something that can can just make you smile. And so. um so yeah, I just I wanted to 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 say that that you know it it's true crime ish or or untrue crime as I like to call it, but yeah. it's it's just a fun little uh, sort of a, a little break from the 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 gloomier stories. It really is fantastic, and I really enjoy. I, I, everybody go check it out. I'm telling you, it'll make you'll make you laugh. You'll you'll enjoy it. I'm all of it, the. The names you listed of all the people that help you are all true crime binge alums, so you all yeah. have heard a lot of their stuff. Um, so check it out. His name is Jason Usry. The podcast is called Santa Maybe, comma a criminal. Check it out. Could be your next big true crime binge or your next untrue crime binge. Thanks so much, Jason, for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you in Vegas in a few weeks. Awesome. Thanks, Bob. Crime Binge is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Audioboom. Produced and edited by Mike Bussing. Music and artwork by Shane Yoder of PutThemInASong.com. Our website, TrueCrimeBinge.com, was created by Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com. If you're a listener and would like to recommend a future guest or a podcaster that would like to request an interview, you can do so right on our website. And again, that web address is TrueCrimeBinge.com. If you're enjoying the show, please do me a huge favor and take a minute to rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're using to listen. And make sure you give us a follow on social media. We can be found everywhere at True Crime Binge. Thank you so much for listening and make sure you tune in next Wednesday morning for another podcaster, another case, and another True Crime Binge.